Listening Dog Media. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tyres. Hi there, and welcome to the Offside Rule podcast, We Get It, with myself, Hayley McQueen. I am back. I missed last week. I had a, a bit of a, a trip away. I can't even remember where the hell I was, but I wasn't here. I was in possibly Sweden, Glasgow. That was it. Yes, slightly closer to home. And we are joined today, as ever, in a, in a tartan shirt, just paying homage to my uh, Scottish roots and my trip up there to Glasgow, Kate Borsay and uh, Lindsay Hooper. And it's uh, the episode is now older than me, actually, which is quite good, Lindsay. Well, as soon as you were talking about attire as well, I thought I'd point out, you see that I've got my purple jeans on today. And I was at Manchester City at the weekend. We were playing at Swansea in a purple away kit. And I happened to be dressed in just identical to what their kit was like. But I even things out, I had a white top on. So I actually looked like I'd turned up impartial for both teams. <laughs> so this is episode 37. I remember a case, actually, of myself. It was, you remember, Henk or Genk? And they played in that bright fluorescent pink kit. And I was stood in front of a huge six-foot giant by ten-foot screen in the Champions League studio. And they had the lineup of the teams. And I was stood at the end in a bright pink dress I look like sort of a spare like a cheerleader in the corner or literally a sub it could have been the goalkeeper because the way it was sort of ratioed out was slightly bigger than all oh there there you go fun and games um so that was a bit shocking in my shocking pink and we're going to be talking about that today of course shocks of the season I tell you what I don't think it was shocking that Chelsea went on to win the league, but shocking, goodness me, that the Monday night football ended in in defeat. They were undefeated since the 1st of January. Well, it is a shocker. You're right. So there we have it. We're going to be talking about some of the other shocks of the season. Could be absolutely anything. And what about 
hat-tricks. Some famous hat-tricks over the years, maybe even some famous hat-tricks just this season. Um, Ronald Koeman praised Sado Mane's unbelievable hat-trick, which is exactly what it was because his side um, defeated Aston Villa 6-1. Three goals coming in two minutes and 56 seconds. That is right. It is the fastest hat-trick in Premier League history. And it's an end of an era, isn't it, for Steven Gerrard? We know he's on his way to play MLS football. Uh, It's not even his last game yet. We were just building up to his last game at Anfield and and he was given a parting gift, wasn't he? So we're going to be talking about some players that we think have come to the end of their time, their club. So a bit of transfer speculation and maybe if we know that they're off, what we'd give them as a present of a reminder of their time wherever they may be. I really don't think he enjoys the limelight, does he, at all? And there was this sort of guard of honour, wasn't there, from the Crystal Palace players as he came out. I don't think he was enjoying it. And then at the end, I must admit, I was laughing at the tatty present. Not to diss a Liverpool's parting gift, but it did look like that figure of eight had been sprayed with some cheap gold paint, didn't it? A little bit of a hammerite on a dodgily put together number eight. And the guard of honour was all wrong as well, wasn't it? It didn't, um, it didn't quite quite come off like it was meant to and I just thought it was a bit inappropriate really it just it, it was just it was just a bit odd to have it before not his last game just strange Mm, well, I suppose it was the last home game, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's caused us some inspiration. Parting gifts. I've been I've been racking my brains for some funny ones. Don't know how funny they are. We'll see later. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we will get going in just a moment, but thank you very much for listening to us either via Audio Boom or if not, perhaps you're listening through iTunes. If you're not one, then you can go and find the other. You can also as well follow us on Twitter at Offside Rule Pod. And there's our website, which is uh, getting bigger and better as the weeks go on. And there'll be plenty more uh, to read about as well with the Canada on the horizon mm. and a Women's World Cup. But let's start with the shocks of the season. Let's start with you, Kate. We've not heard much from you yet. Oh, hello. <laughs> is that because you're resting that voice of yours? <laughs> yeah, it is. My slightly croaky, bassy voice. A uh, couple of shocks for me. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, you've done something sexy. Did you what do you mean? It? Well, last week you did a, like a sexy voice, didn't oh. you, in the middle of the of the podcast with Mina? What did I do? Let me. Think. And I'm and, and I'm flattered that you think it was sexy. Whatever I did, I, I am going to be spending a month in Canada with Lindsay very soon, <laughs> and we're sharing a room. So I'd like less of the sexy, please. No, you did. You did the happy birthday. <laughs> Do you remember? Because was that last week or the week oh, before? We did, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. I think I got in on that, yeah, but she... mine definitely wasn't sexy. Mine will have just been embarrassing. Kate did a very a very sexy effort of Marilyn Monroe, happy mm. birthday, <laughs> and now she's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, biggest shocks of the season for me. Some some are and some aren't um, related. Most of mine are quick throwaways. Um, for me, the debilitating state of Breck Shea's football career. <laughs> He's now in America after uh, finding himself without a club completely and going to Birmingham at the beginning of the season. His football career's uh, gone up the pan, um, depicted by the worsening state of his haircuts. Anyone seen Breck Shea's haircut? It's terrible. There are two columns of peroxide down the back of his head. It's a shocker. Um, 
And on that note, I'm still in a state of shock that Gary Lineker still hasn't removed the facial hair that he's adorning ever since uh, uh, Movember. Well, we know that beards are fashionable. Do you think the BBC... Not on Gary Lineker, they're not. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking, do you think the BBC have got some sort of beard bit in the contract? Because Graham Norton as well, sporting a very big beard. There needs to be a beard amnesty at the BBC. In fact, we need to see the headline now. BBC beard amnesty. Lineker and Norton told to get rid of facial hair. Um, I, I think it's a shock just what a success Ronald Koeman's been at Southampton um, 37 games 18 wins 60 points as we record this last season after 37 games 15 wins and 55 points no one thought he would better the efforts of Pochettino last season and he has more than admirably done so it's a shocker that Roy Hodgson voted Javier Mascherano the best player in the world <laughs> At the Ballon d'Or, isn't it? Isn't it a shocker? Wow. Not only that, OK, he didn't mention Messi. He didn't mention Ronaldo. He went for Javier Mascherano. Who was in his top three? Not Messi, not Ronaldo either. They didn't even make it into his top three, believe it or not. I do think Mascherano's had a brilliant season. Um, but but yeah. is he? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Ronaldo and Messi, it has to be between those two. They're sort of worlds apart of everybody else, aren't they? Surprise, surprise, only one person agreed with Roy, who was uh, eligible to vote. One person agreed with him. Um, I think it's a bit of a shocker that people are actually standing against Sepp Blatter in the presidential elections at the end of this month. Why bother? Sorry, but it's going to be a shoe in for him again. And I think it's a bit of a shocker that David Luiz has been indulging in some oversharing again. He is a big believer in the Christian faith. Nothing wrong with that at all. You always do this. No. You always defend. No, because... I'm, I'm, not about, I'm not about to get anti-religious. All I'm saying is don't overshare. It's a bit of a shocker when you overshare that you're not going to engage in, in anything naughty with the love of your life until you're married because you're religious. Um, you don't need to come out and tell us this, do you? I mean, just leave your sexual exploits in the bedroom. We don't need to know. That's the whole point. There aren't any exploits. <laughs> Kaka did, did the same, oh, didn't God. he? Uh, did you know that Louise was baptised in PSG teammate Maxwell's swimming pool? Now, now, I know I'm not religious, but I didn't realise that a swimming pool could be used for a baptism. Did you? Surely there has to be holy water involved. <laughs> not if you're David Louise. Shocker. Wow. <laughs> what a shocker. Well, if you split my list down the middle right into two, in fact, this is how I'm feeling this week. There's a bit of me that's feeling a bit serious about stuff, so I can give you my actual answers as to what shocked me this season. Or there's a little mischievous side to me that's like little things that have shocked me in my job this season. So... What would you prefer? It's Haley's. Haley's the host. She gets the final say. Two serious ones and then two. What did I just say? I said Haley's the host. She gets to say. Yeah, let's let's have your own personal one first. Go on, hit us with it. Three shocking things that happened in at number one. Seeing Calvin Davis in his pants when doing an interview at Southampton. I'm never going to get over it. It was a shock. Was Calvin in Calvin's? He was. I think he was. And he was revealing way too much of that package. 
Let's go boom, boom, boom. Dun, 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 dun. In at number two, very similar, post-match did an interview with Ed and Jekko, who nearly lost his shorts and revealed way too much to me in that little <laughs> tiny room. There is an overriding theme here. <laughs> <laughs> that was more accidental. He wasn't strutting his stuff. He was just jiggling around a bit. Oh, jig- <laughs> jiggling what? Exactly. <laughs> and in at number three, the big shock of the season, really liking Joey Barton. Did an interview with him, loved him. And now me and Joey have a little hello. <laughs> How you doing? He's quite cute as well. It's like people you shouldn't fancy, like Andy Carroll. Oh, no. <laughs> but you do. <laughs> Everyone else has listened to this thinking, no, Hayley, no, me included. I don't fancy Andy Carroll or Joey Barton. Shall I bring back some of my footballing now so give you a yeah. few actual ones as well? At Newcastle free-falling yeah. down the Premier League table when Alan Pardew left. Big shock that now they are right in the thick of relegation scrapping. And I, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, Leicester surviving. We've talked about survivals before. West Brom, who did it. Um, Fulham, who once upon a time did something very spectacular. But Leicester, to be bottom for that long of the, in the season, at Christmas as well they were bottom, languishing way off everybody else. And to come through and to survive and keep in the Premier League, that was a big shock. Uh, Francis Coquelin at Arsenal, being recalled from Charlton and slotting into that side like a slipper glove. Is that... No. Yeah. <laughs> a slipper glove? <laughs> what, a glass slipper? Like a slipper. What do I mean? What do I, mean? I have no idea. A silk glove. Yes, that's... <laughs> slotting into that Arsenal team like a silk glove. Mm. It's been brilliant. I've loved watching him. In fact, I was I was brought to one side because I was at Arsenal last week and one of their journalists said, I'm looking for someone to argue against Alexis Sanchez being their best player this season. I went, come here, give it me, I'll say Coquelin all day long. Because I think the journey that he's been on is just one of, of brilliant inspiration to many footballers coming through to go from Charlton in the Championship to cementing your place in the starting 11 at Arsenal, top four club. Brilliant move. Uh, Here's some shocks. Hayley McQueen, you should know these. Um, I'm going to give you two negative first from Man United. Di Maria Falcao, need I say more. You're talking at the start of the season about the millions and millions of pounds that these players are worth. Di Maria, I have to say, I was so excited. He started so well. Great player at Real Madrid. Love watching him. He's really not got off to the the best season here, has he? Um, Falcao, that injury, I think, is going to be the end of him. Um, But on the other side of the coin, Fellaini. Yeah. Uh, He's been a shock. Fellaini becoming one of the people for Manchester United in terms of goals and work rate. Very impressed. Uh, You mentioned Ronald Koeman. I'm going to say Gary Monk, the uh, the Premier League's youngest manager, Mm -hmm. guiding Swansea to a guaranteed top eight finish. Brilliant. John Terry playing every minute of every game for Chelsea. That's a shock, isn't it? Who'd have thought at his age? uh, (laughs) Who'd have thought? Um, Coming towards the end of his career, people would have maybe anticipated, but no, he's in it. He's probably going to be there another season. Um, And I think I'm done. There you go. Mine haven't been too shocking, but there are a few things in footballing terms. When you look back, I'm kind of trying to link it back into Chelsea and that terrible defeat uh, to West Brom. And, and, and they were hoping to end the season with a couple of whinged thing can go out triumphant, unbeaten since January the 1st. But what about being 2-0 up against League One side Bradford? 
yeah. in the cup oh. and losing yeah. 4-2. And I remember Robbie Fowler, a former Liverpool player, of course, mm-hmm. saying it was one of the biggest FA Cup shocks of yeah. all time. Um, shocking at the time. Uh, in an exciting way for Chelsea fans was them signing Juan Cuadrado. Uh, what's he done since joining Fiorentina? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely nothing. He's so bad that actually, in on his third start for Chelsea, he was subbed. Guess who came on in place of him? John Obi Mikel. <laughs> A final one on a personal note, and I don't mind saying this in the podcast because I was very shocked when in a restaurant with my, my good friend, daughter of a football manager and another girlfriend of mine, all dressed very demurely in the Mayfair area, uh, was offered money by an agent <laughs> to join somebody in a hotel for the evening, not realising we all worked for Sky Sports. And that player is playing in the Premier League and he had just joined a club at the start of the season. Oh, that is shocking. And there have been far too many shocking moments from these footballers with their discipline issues <laughs> throughout the season. I'm getting very angry about this. It's such a shame when you've got so much and you've got money and you've got everything there and this wonderful career that's not going to last long. To go and just do this in your spare time, that just, it, it did actually shock me when I saw the Livermore story and some of the other players as well who've allegedly also been linked to um, non-performance enhancing drugs. But footballers, not all of you. I know you're not all the same. There's a, there's a small minority, but make sure you watch Sky Sports News because you never know who you're dealing with. There you go. You do realise we're going to get a lot of letters. Maybe not letters because that's the too old, isn't it? We're going to get a lot of tweets. 1982. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. On a postcard. Um, but there'll be some girls out there going, well, which place in Mayfair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Watch videos and hit subscribe to our YouTube channel, Offside Rule TV. Let's talk hat tricks. That's right, there have been some spectacular hat tricks just this season so far. Sado Mane, of course, not only spectacular, but record breaking as well. Now, my hat tricks come in the form of Mane, Michalska, Madrid, and Marco. All the M's. Mmm. Mmm. Hat tricks coming at the end of football seasons as well. Goodness me. Cristiano Ronaldo with the seventh hat trick of the season, uh, making sure that Real Madrid beat Espanyol. But uh, Barcelona still going on and winning the title. Mm. And talking of Ronaldo, he's got a habit of scoring hat tricks when it. He's got a habit of scoring hat tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what's up, folks? What's up, Ronaldo? Oh, it's not over. It's. What's up, Cristiano? It wouldn't be the first time that he's tried to get a team out of trouble, would it? Desperately trying to save Real Madrid's season, as you mentioned, Hayley. They couldn't do it there, and Barca have gone on to lift La Liga. But do you remember the tie between Sweden and Portugal? And the winning side would make it into the 2014 World Cup that you and I frequented, Lindsay. Ronaldo scored a hat. Boozy us, 2014. <laughs> We've still got the postcards to prove it. Uh, uh, yeah, so Ronaldo scored that wonderful hat trick when he was up against Latin. It was Latin versus Ron. It was Sweden versus Portugal. And of course, Portugal made it through to the World Cup because Ronaldo came up with that hat trick. Uh, and by the way, the hat trick you mentioned, Hayley, against Espanyol, not less than two months ago, he bagged another in eight crazy first half minutes against Granada. Yes, the score at Half-time was 4-0, thanks to Ronaldo's three. Um, and as you mentioned, seventh of the season at the weekend, he's definitely got a habit of scoring 
Hat tricks. <laughs> Um, Nicholas Bentner, goodness me! Now that I, I, in fact, I should have included this in shock, shouldn't I? Can, can he start listening to the podcast again? This is, a, this is a blast from a podcasting past. Bentner getting a mention. Well, he scored a hat trick. Yeah, he scored a hat trick. His first international hat trick with an injury time winner as uh, Denmark beat that powerhouse of soccer at uh, the United States three uh, two recently. Although I shouldn't mock. Of course, we've been defeated by the. United States. Well, Rob Green's been defeated by the United States. Um, Great reaction on the internet, by the way, to Bentner's hat trick. There's a picture of him here in Messi's suit holding the Ballon (laughs) d'Or. Uh, that's how pleased the internet was about it. I would imagine Nicholas is uh, pretty handy at Photoshop. It's the type of thing I, I think he probably mocked up himself, Kate, hey? Uh, I'm going to talk Bournemouth. Okay. Um, February 2004. And uh, Bournemouth bought James Hayter on as a substitute against Wrexham. Uh, there was only six minutes left in the game. And he went on and he scored a hat-trick in two minutes and 20 seconds. Mm. Um, which, coming on as a substitute, only six minutes left. But do you know what is the awful part of this story? His family were there watching because they thought, oh, we might get a sight of of, uh, James coming on, getting his first outing. So you'd think, brilliant, they must have been beside themselves Mm. in getting a hat-trick. No, because they left ten minutes early (laughs) and they missed the whole three goals. I know. That is a lesson to never leave a ground early. Um, Fastest Champions League hat-trick as well, I wanted to mention. Now, I'm going to see if either of you, you might have already seen this or you might know. If I was to say a Premier League striker Mm -hmm. has got the record for the fastest Champions League hat-trick, would you know who it is? I have no idea. Tumbleweed moment. Bafatimbi Gomez. When he played for Leon, um, scored them within seven minutes, uh, three for Leon against Dynamo Zagreb, December 2011. Um, But the only thing that I will say about it is the goals were either side of half time. Do we count that as much? Yes. It's still game time, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Hayley. Brilliant. Uh, Mine aren't quite as exciting, but I just want to give some mentions because it's Mane. And Michalska, Madrid, and Marco, and one's coming from Mexico. Uh, Jodi Michalska. I think that's how we pronounce uh, her name. Uh, but she actually helped herself to a hat-trick as the FA Women's Premier League Northern Division champions Sheffield finished the season in style. It was just a 3-0 victory um, and they beat Sporting Club Albion and she got all three goals. I think she has won consecutively player of the season every season, I think for about six or seven <laughs> seasons leading up to about 2014. Uh, so she's certainly very well known. Aww, in a, well done, Jodie. Yes, yeah, so a well done, Jodie. Also well done as well, a sensational Sensational first half hat trick from Marco Fabian. That's right, sent Chivas in Mexico, in Guadalajara, to the semi finals uh, of some tournament there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't pronounce it. This was a huge game. And Chivas, actually, they'd been fighting relegation for a lot of the season. They were heading into this game. All hopes were now pinned on this cup competition. And it was uh, Marco Fabian, who was a hero, 4 1 aggregate winners. We've already mentioned, of course, um, uh, our, our, our C run. So we'll, we'll just leave it there. So there we go. Breaking news, everyone. Stand by your beds. This is Jim White. You can download the Offside Rule podcast this very day. Well, we have news just in. It's a breaking news. Kate, inform us about what has 
just happened and we're going to be looking forward to something really exciting. I'm like, Jim White, I'm going to explode. <laughs> yeah, you need the accent. Um, yes, that's right. Uh, Lindsay and myself, as we revealed last week, will be going to Canada for the Women's World Cup and we're going to be giving you loads of great audio from there, but not just that. Uh, do notice, everybody, that Kate's the one that keeps talking about how she, we've got a month out there. To, I've got the feeling that one person out of the two of us isn't as excited about spending lots of time together. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm just excited about spending a month away from all my children. Aww, They're going to go decent night's sleep for once. Um, uh, not only that, but we have produced our very first magazine. It's very exciting. There's a print version, which will be available in Continental Tire retailers, and an online version, which is the super-duper 78-pager version. And it's everything you'd ever want to know about the Women's World Cup. There's a message from Roy Hodgson. Roy's given us a message for the girls. We've got exclusive interviews with Steph Horton, the England captain uh, mark sampson the england manager we also hear from kelly smith faye white loads of legends of the game alex scott sue smith gives us her exclusive world cup kit bag yes we get to find out what sue puts in her kit bag uh, not only that uh, we hear from Enia luco um karen carney tony duggan there are so many exclusive interviews and um, some great fact files uh, so if you're going to be indulging in the women's world cup this summer and i'm sure you'll be seeing and hearing all of about it from us um do check out our magazine because there is everything you'd ever need to know about canada and the women's world cup in it and if you're wondering how you can keep track of our travels in canada then it might be good for you to know if you've been listening to the podcast for some time you might have inexplicably without knowing it already been on this website audioboom.com because that's where all of our podcasts go each week mm-hmm. and it's audioboom who are kindly sending us out to do some exclusive audio so you can hear lots of different pieces of audio there'll be podcasts as usual snippets from out there we'll have um, a we're going to have an audio diary with the player. Loads to come this summer, so make sure you make us your first port of call. Yeah, and it's a great idea, actually, because I will be back here not knowing how to keep on top of all the news. And actually, it's quite hard trying to get information on female footballers. And we have seen a few bits and bobs here, there and everywhere. Uh, but to actually have a magazine to flick through almost as a point of reference. So for me, thank you very much for doing it. I, I've, I'm not involved in this because I've got to stay back here and, and, and hold four in England I know and you know what I'm thinking you've got one week to think about this but you've got to give us something to take to represent you yeah, that's exciting. And I'll be tweeting throughout and making sure we retweet all the uh, interesting bits and bobs that you collate along the way because uh, not as many people out there covering the tournament as you'd think. So I'm very pleased we have our own team. So we're losing you two for a little while. So you're heading overseas, just as Stephen Gerrard is from Liverpool. And uh, who else could potentially be leaving their clubs to take a little bit of a trip elsewhere? But for good this time, and what would a parting gift be? I will give you two something to take with you to remember remember me by but what would we give our footballers to remember their clubs by or their time by when they head off to to other places I'm thinking David De Gea is going to be leaving Manchester United I think it really is going to happen Ika Casillas as well dropped to the bench too so he's on his potentially on his way out there had been talk for many seasons that Casillas might come to Manchester United 33 years old, I'm not quite sure. I think he's a little bit past it. For me, he's not intelligent enough to come to England, speak the lingo. He doesn't. He doesn't speak any English. But yeah, I think it is going to be a bit of a case of merry-go-round as far as goalkeepers uh, are concerned. Petr Cech to Arsenal, maybe. Lloris to United. He's 28 years old. So if we're going to 
lose David De Gea, what what do we give him? I'm thinking maybe one of those, you know, those shaky uppy kind of snow globe things. Yeah. It pretty much always snowed and rained in Manchester. We didn't much like the city centre, but I'm going to get him a little city centre Manchester in one of those globes. He could just shake it up and down. It'll literally remind him of his time there. So there you go. Not very exciting, not very clever, but I, I think he's pretty much gone. Shake it up. Number one, Dean's Gate. A little bit of rain coming down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, can I do the really obvious one? Yeah. Uh, Yaya Torre is mm-hmm. probably going to be saying goodbye to Manchester City, and I'm suggesting his parting gift is a cake and some candles. Yeah. Ba boom. Ba boom. That was the obvious one. Uh, should I go for a least obvious one in my list? Um, one that you might have forgotten because. Quite frank, um, I think most people have forgotten about him. Um, Abu Dhabi at Arsenal. Yeah. I'm wondering if they can get him one of those lovely... If you watch Antiques Roadshow, one of those very lovely, expensive antique walking sticks. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> always, always injured. You know, like with an ivory handle. Yeah. I just think it might be a nice little, uh, a little accessory for him. <laughs> Also, I want to do another gift. Um, I think Mario Balotelli might leave, hadn't he? They need to try and get some money for him. And I'm thinking a T-shirt with Suarez when he was at Liverpool, how many goals he scored. Balotelli when he was at Liverpool, how many goals he scored. And then why not me? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. That was one of the shocks of the season, Liverpool signing Balotelli, him coming back, wasn't it? We could have added that in before. But yeah, a shock of the season and shocking as well. A few from me here. Carlo Ancelotti looks like he's going to be leaving Real Madrid if they can find a suitable replacement. And I know this is rubbing it in a bit, but look, Real Madrid have got 10 Champions League European Cup trophies, so let's give him one. Let's give Carlo, uh, as a leaving gift, a Champions League trophy, shall we? Looking at the size of him now as well, he could use it as a tankard, couldn't he, for like <laughs> some sort of drink there? Large cerveza. <laughs> um, Danny Ings, he's probably going to leave Burnley, isn't he? But to remember Burnley... I've been down Tut Mill and I got him a piece of cotton. Piece of Burnley cotton for Danny Ings. Oh. Perfect. Cotton socks. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Brad Fiedel. He's, oh, uh, he's retiring yeah. at the age of... I mean, you said that Ika Casillas was too old to go to Manchester United. At the age of 33, Brad Friedel's 44. He's only just about to stop. Um, look, he's been here for nearly 20 years, so I think he deserves a passport, doesn't he? If he doesn't have one already. Yeah. A British passport for Brad, please. Or how about a key to the country? I think that's a bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's, not, he's not done that much. <laughs> What about one of uh, Watford's heroes, Scottish hero, Ikechi Anya? I think he's on his way to Celtic. I don't know why you would leave Watford being promoted to go to Celtic when it's just... Yes, the, the Scottish Premier League, I do watch quite a bit of it. And I've grown up being a big fan of Scottish football, but the competition's just not as exciting. But Ronnie Dyler, really confident that he's going to get him up there, which will actually, for me, help the Scottish national team because he'll be playing with other players who'll be in the side. So I'm thinking, well, what can he give him to remind him of his time um, in Watford? Well, well, let's give him some some music. Candle in the Wind, perhaps. Sir Elton John, very, very famous at Watford. What about... Tickets to his concert. Isn't he performing this summer? Potentially, yeah. A jazzy suit. A, a jazzy suit, yeah, some glasses. Performing at the Bescott Stadium in Warsaw. <laughs> How did you know that? Have you got tickets for your mum and dad? <laughs> My mum's been asking about him. I think oh. she's been dropping some hints. Lipping it. Can I just say, is Elton John falling down a run or two? <laughs> or what? <laughs> 
God, yeah, hard times, hard times. So thank you very much for listening. Continue uh, to listen. If you're listening via Audio Boom, you can, of course, check us out on iTunes as well. And if you're listening via iTunes, make sure you go to the Audio Boom homepage and you can find lots more about us there. We have so many features. We have blogs. Head to our Twitter as well, at Offside Rule Pod. So that's it from us. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tyres. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.